0: Welcome to Digital Squared, a podcast that explores the implications of living in an increasingly digital world. We're on a mission to inspire our listeners to use technology and data for good. Your host, Tom Andriola, is the Vice Chancellor for Information Technology and Data and Chief Digital Officer at the University of California at Irvine. Join us as Tom and fellow leaders discuss the technological, cultural, and societal trends that are shaping our world.
1: Today on the podcast, I sit down with Greg Cross, who is CEO and co-founder of Soul Machines. Soul Machines is a digital people company reimagining how real and virtual humans can connect in today's digital worlds. Greg was a perfect first guest for our now branded podcast focused on life in an increasing digital world. And he offers great insight into what the future of the metaverse and digital people can be. I enjoyed our conversation and look forward to the work we'll continue to do with Soul Machines to enhance the UCI student experience. I hope you enjoy it as well. Greg, welcome and thank you for joining us today.
0: Yeah, great to be here. Um, nice to be talking to you guys.
1: Yeah. Greg, you've been a serial entrepreneur, sold your companies in the past to Apple. You know, your last company was in the uh, wireless charging technology space what was your inspiration around soul machines
0: i, I kind of had this focus over the last 10 15 years on my of my life to re- really look at how science and deep tech makes its way from you know research labs into the into the marketplace and so that's kind of been the core theme of my work over the last 10 to 15 years so uh, very very fortunate to have a close working relationship with the University of Auckland, which is New Zealand's top research uh, university, and and now been incredibly fortunate to work with some of you know some of the most amazing research, world class research that they've been responsible for. So initially the wireless charging research and portfolio that uh, um as you mentioned Kurt, I commercialised and or helped commercialise and 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 we sold to Apple and now. Um, Soul Machines. And and that really came about through a, a mutual friend introducing me to Dr. Mark Sager, who's my co-founder and, and business partner in Soul Machines.
1: Oh, that's amazing. So the, the pandemic has had a lot of impacts on our society. How did the pandemic or how has the pandemic changed the trajectory of Soul Machines?
0: Yeah, well, you know, from a personal point of view, it it locked me inside of New Zealand for two years. So, um, you know, everybody thinks New Zealand is this beautiful paradise, but, you know, it it still gets to feel like a prison from time to time. So, you know, so for me personally, it, it massively disrupted my life. I mean, I've spent my whole life traveling, working in different parts of the world, commercializing technology in different parts of the world. So very, very different, you know, life for me personally. I'm running a a global team of people in lockdown in New Zealand via Zoom for literally for two years. I left um, the US the last time in February of 2020, and I finally made it back here in April of 2022. At the time we, you know, um, COVID arrived on us. I think we had about 100 people in the organization. You know, when I got back to the US in April, it was 220 people. Wow you know, recruiting and building an executive leadership team remotely, onboarding people remotely, trying to build company culture and, and commercialise technology, raising capital remotely. So all of these things are things that we've never had to do before. And, and in many respects, we've always believed couldn't be done like that before. So, But, you know, needs must. So that's kind of how it you know impacted me and the way we built our organisation and raised capital. I have to say I d- didn't miss doing investor roadshows, but... Uh, doing all of those by Zoom was a very, very effective use of time. From a market opportunity point of view, I mean, it really, really accelerated the things we were talking about before the pandemic arrived. If you wind the clock back to 2019, us technology geeks were spending a lot of time, and and the futurists were spending a lot of time talking about the fourth industrial revolution. You know, the robots are coming. They're going to steal our jobs. They're going to rule over us. They're going to kill us. You know, these were the discussions that we were having back in 2019. And, and of course, the pandemic came along, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs kicked in. We became much more focused on, on our health and, and our families and, um, and our relationships. So, you know, all of that conversation went away. But of course, the world became infinitely more digital at a greater, Rate of not So, you know, that whole fourth industrial revolution actually happened when we weren't even talking about it and then accelerated it in many respects. So, if we look at the timeline we we're on previously, we we're probably at about 2025, 2026 already. So, you know, the world became more digital, a more digital world is ultimately, in most cases, a more transactional world. So for us, you know, in the world that we live in, we make digital people, we create, we enable more human and emotional connection via digital worlds and via machines. So it really got many of the biggest brands and many different industries around the globe thinking about how do we create human connections? How do we personalize our brand at scale in a more digital world? So these are some of the things that have played out for us over the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, and that's great. I so much agree with what you just said, which is why we call this digital square, right? You know, life in an increasingly digital world, because I agree with you. You know, the digitalization of our experiences. Have accelerated because the pandemic just, you know, kind of put it into high gear. But I'm you're gonna roll right into my next question here. And you started to answer it, but I'm gonna ask you to peel it back for our audience because I think we have a lot of people out there who are still kind of struggling and how to get comfortable in this increasingly digital world. You know, in the last conversation you and I had, you talked about the human element in AI helps build trust with the end user. Can you expand on that for our audience?
0: sure well i i guess so i mean there's a couple of fundamental principles here i mean as human beings we are biologically wired to interact through face-to-face communications of course we communicate in lots of different ways today you know we use text we use social media we so there's so many different ways we Communicate today, and we use different forms of communication to do it very, very effective. Do it very, very quickly. But the ultimate form of human communication is through face-to-face interaction. It Whereas it's where we enable this concept or this fundamental need for emotional connection. You know, and that emotional connection is driven by literally by my brain and, and parts of my brain communicating with your brain. It also comes about because as human beings so much of how we communicate is set through context and non-verbal communication so when you're interacting with a with a company via its website its e-commerce site via its app there isn't that human connection that there isn't that brand connection that if you look at big companies and big brands i've spent billions of dollars, you know, over decades to create brand values, brand connection. They've used different medias, you know, like television commercials, like print media, like advertising on social media media and Google search in more recent times. And it's enabled a level of personalization, but it's increasingly, increasingly we've seen that connection being broken um, or that connection not existing so if you think about a digital world if it's purely focused on transaction how do brands establish a value how do they establish a connection with their customers that enable loyalty and 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 one of the core uh, concepts one of the core things that we focus on is you know using digital people creating a digital workforce digital influencers, digital sales people digital companions that enable brands to connect on a face-to-face basis with their with their consumers
1: yeah that's amazing you know I want to kind of talk about the metaverse right lots of buzz and hype around the metaverse when you talk to people about soul machines how do you describe it and fit it into the context of what people think they understand as the metaverse
0: yeah I mean yeah you're right the, the metaverse is many things to many people Today and, and it's very, very early in its evolution and development of all the technology and the different layers of the technology that we're going to need to bring it into reality and to bring it to the, the, the fruition or the imagination that we all have as to the potential it could be. I tend to break it down into some pretty simple components. The digital world that we live in today is the internet and it's a two dimensional world it's a flat screen world it's a world where i mean this device you know democratized it in the early days of the internet you know so i mean i i would you know the metaverse is you know is currently now if i use the the evolution of the internet as as an example the metaverse is where the internet was in probably about 1996 1997. now if you if you stop and think about that, so you know we started to we started talking and the internet started getting hyped and came into public consciousness. Ninety six, ninety seven, browser wars, um, Netscape, uh, Microsoft going head to head. We then had the dot com bubble and bust. You know two thousand two thousand and one, and the smartphone, the device that actually democratized the internet, didn't arrive to two thousand and seven. You know, we've got a pretty exciting 10 years ahead of us when it comes to the metaverse. So, you know, in simple terms, the internet world's a world of 2D. And we went out, you know, 20 plus years into the evolution of, of the internet and the maturity of the tech stack and, and everything that we can do in, in that world. The metaverse, emerging world, biggest difference for me is it's a three-dimensional world. It's, an, it's a more immersive world. So, you know, think about that, I guess, fundamental paradigm shift from a world of 2D to a world of 3D. You know, one of the things I happen to believe is the internet, the 2D world, which we currently have today, is, is going to be the on ramp for the metaverse and the 3D world of tomorrow for a very, very long time. And the way I look at things, at least
1: one of the things that i've heard about is soul machine's new entertainment division and and i know you're really excited about this we're featuring real hyper realistic digital twins of real life celebrities athletes and entertainers what makes you most excited about this effort and where do you think this takes us next
0: it is a really really exciting area for us and it's very very closely aligned to what we're doing with big brands so you know celebrities are brands in their own right today so the connection here is we're dealing with enterprise brands consumer brands in the corporate world and once we get into the world of celebrity we're, we're working with celebrity brands in both cases brands are trying to find ways to directly connect with their consumers so this is about you know so if we think about the future of brand experience in the case of the work we're doing with celebrities, what we're really focused on is how do we create the future of fan experience? You know, we're doing a lot of interesting projects. We've created a digital twin of Jack Nicholas, the greatest of all time in the world of golf. You know, Jack in real life is 83. You know, we wound the back the clock for Jack's digital twin and made him, you know, and made him 38 years old again. You know, it's a legacy project for Jack. It's about how does he extend his brand and and how do people remember Jack? in in the future how do we make jack's brand relevant to you know young people coming into the game of golf today so these are all ways in which we think about um, the future of fan experience you know most of us you know don't get the opportunity to interact one on one with our heroes you know whether it's you know our favorite nba player our fav- favorite musician our favorite A-list Hollywood actor or actress. So most of us just don't get that opportunity in life to to have that connection. And so the the concept of a digital twin enables personal interaction at scale for fans. It means celebrities can build a a, a community of fans that they can interact with in a very, very personal way. And, And once you build that community, you know, you, you open up all sorts of ways to to monetize that community to, you know, whether it's through brand sponsorship or whether it's through, I mean, the use of NFTs to create digital experiences, which can be married with real world experiences. You know, I mean, if I used digital Camelo Ante, NBA All-Star as, as an example, you know, if you, if you in the future, you buy a VIP experience, you know, to, to go see the Lakers. To see Mallow play with the Lakers in the, in the stadium in Los Angeles, and as part of that VIP experience, is an NFT, and that NFT gives you access to a virtual reality experience where you can be sitting on your courtside seats, having a one-on-one conversation with digital Mallow about what's going to happen in the game today. So these are kind of some of the types of experiences that we we think about, and we you know and, and we're you know working to bring to life today.
1: I know one of the things is as we've played with the technology and starting to think about how it applies to some of our worlds here at the university of california irvine you know one of the things that's come up is this is not just a two-dimensional, you know, it's the three-dimensional experience, but it's also emotive. You know, we had a actually a very detailed conversation with a member of your team about how the expressions on the face of the person that you're having this conversation with is changing and trying to model in the same way that we use a lot of nonverbal communication to connect with people. And, When you think about that, I didn't get a chance to have a one-on-one experience with my hero, and now I'm not just hearing stories, but I'm asking questions. There's a response that's tailored to my questions. I can see the smile I created on my hero's face from my question it does get to be a really different experience. And so we we think that that's really exciting and has lots of applications, whether it's around the the expression of emotion, uh, empathy in situations like healthcare, we think there's an incredibly powerful connection tool that we see in the platform. So let's talk a little bit our first foray working with uh, soul machines and the and the technology and the platform is is really thinking about the future of our student experience so how students experience their education and student life where do you think the possibilities of that in terms of creating a different type of experience for those who go to university are through a, a technology platform like soul machines
0: yeah, there's a whole bunch you've unpacked there for me. So, you know, so, you know, first off, you talk about the sort of the experience that you've enjoyed and and you guys are thinking about in terms of the the emotional responsiveness of the digital people we create. And very, very simply, that's cre- that, that type of interaction is being created by some you know world leading deep tech research and, you know, in creating a new paradigm for animation. We think of animation you know, in the movie industry or the games industry, this is all pre-recorded animation. It's all human acted animation. We, we've all seen the concepts of, you know, actors playing the role of a digital character, whether it's the giant blue characters from the movie Avatar or Woody from Toy Story. Those performances are created by real human actors, you know. They're captured using motion capture, cameras, the data's processed and then Uh, that data is used to bring the cgi characters to life i mean the fundamental difference here is we've created this working model uh, of a brain you know we call it a digital brain and so this is the concept of live interactive autonomous animation you know you and i are being animated here by our respective brains so that's the first part of it the second part of it you know the questions you're making is in terms of you know the, the area of education now you know we're so excited about the potential for our digital people to Play a huge role in the way in which education is developed and is is delivered as we move forward into the future, because there's some fundamental challenges that we that the education sector has you know always had you know, always had to deal with. I mean, we simply don't have enough teachers in this world. It doesn't matter whether you're talking about elementary, high schools, or college education systems. We simply don't have as many teachers as we need and we don't have them in the you know in all of the communities and places we would like to have them so this opportunity to use digital people as Companions as tutors as coaches, we think of as being an extraordinarily exciting way in which to amplify the resources that we have, particularly you know when we're talking about you know more remote communities and this whole world of digital education as it's evolving so that's one part of it. The final thing I'd comment on is one of the things you constantly get and this is through both research and through customers consumers interacting with our digital people. They actually prefer, in, in many applications, to talk to digital people because they don't feel judged. Human judgment, you know, creates fear, and it means you know, um, in, in the world of education and a classroom-type environment, and we don't understand the question, or we don't understand what the homework is. You know, many people don't put their hand up. They don't ask the question, particularly if, you know, somebody else has asked the question and they still don't understand it. So, you know, one of the big opportunities here is to create a safer interaction which democratizes the potential for education for everybody. So that's another area that we're really, really excited about too in in the field of education.
1: So we know that there are people out there that are less comfortable with where all this is taking us they're skeptical of the the concept of digital people you you know the the fear around deep fakes and people would have seen in that and that this just is another potential enabling of that how do you deal with some of the skepticism that people bring to you in the form of questions back to, to to what you're developing and what you're deploying and how you're helping companies and individuals
0: utilize it yeah, I mean, look. I mean, the world of artificial intelligence, the world of autonomously animated digital characters, and the creation of a digital workforce. I mean, we're at the beginning of this era. We're at the beginning of this metaverse. At the beginning of this metaverse era. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to see a technology adoption curve, and we're dealing, you know, at the moment with people who you know want to be first and people who want to be innovative and the, and look at new ways of doing business. I mean, as we've already talked about today, this era of digital transformation is really, really speeding up. So there's so much technology still to be developed. There are some, you know, the the whole regulatory use of digital people, the ethical use of digital people. I mean, all of these, you know, and, and, and AI. I mean, the debates really are just starting on many of these issues, many of these things today. I mean, and these are going to be really, really important debates the most important thing, you know, I can say to anybody is this world is coming to a metaverse near you. I mean, it's already on its way. So it becomes really, really important that you know we take responsibility for engaging in the debate and looking at the things we want to do differently as this world evolves then you know some of the things that we just let happen by default is, you know as the world of social media evolves how can we take some of the lessons that we've learned or we're still learning from the world of social media and think about that and apply it to the world of artificial intelligence digital people the metaverse I'm an optimist, you know. As an entrepreneur, as a technology op- entrepreneur, I'm an optimist. I like to think that this technology that you know I'm partially responsible for creating, I want to think that this is going to have a really, really positive impact on the world. If you go back and we think about the sort of the big technology waves that we've had over the last few decades, I mean, some jobs have been lost, but you know, by and large. New industries have been created, new roles, new jobs, new new economic growth has been delivered through these massive technology advances. So yeah, I'm an optimist that this is a technology that is going to have a very, very positive impact. We just talked about the world of education. And healthcare using digital people to augment the skills of the amazing teachers and doctors and nurses we have in society who are delivering the most fundamental of services under more and more stress and with fewer and fewer of them available to us. Yeah. So I I remain incredibly optimistic that, you know, this is going to have a, a big and profound effect on our lives and our societies and our communities.
1: Greg, that's fantastic. I want to thank you so much for joining us today. We're really excited about the work that we're doing with Soul Machines and really appreciate you joining us on the podcast.
0: Cool. No, my pleasure. Great to be with you.